Hello and welcome to the PMP Exam Radio Show, where we talk about all things PMP and project management. Thank you for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you. Today, we're going to be talking about problem solving, issue management, issue resolution. You've heard all those terms before. But did you know that in Section 8.2, there is a perfect framework for problem solving? And it's not advertised by the PMI or by a lot of trainers. However, I stumbled on this in my first encounter with the 6th edition, and I found this to be so useful and profound. And you know us in the world of project management, a lot of us love frameworks because the frameworks are like guardrails. They help us when we're young and when we're coming in and when we don't know too much about an area. And that is why having a framework can be so helpful in addition to having the right mindset about why you should solve a problem you should also have in your back pocket as a project manager the how do we solve a problem. We have large problems. We have small problems. This method I'm going to show you, you can scale it up or down whether it's a big problem or a small problem. Follow me to 8.2 and the tools and techniques is where this is. Problem solving on page 295. Problem solving entails finding solutions for issues or challenges. It can include gathering additional information, critical thinking, creative, quantitative, and or logical approaches. Effective and systematic problem solving is a fundamental element in quality assurance and quality improvement. Problems can arise as a result of the control quality process or from quality audits and can be associated with a process or deliverable. In other words, what they're saying is as you check a deliverable, for fitness for use, you could find a problem. Using a structured problem-solving method will help eliminate the problem and develop a long-lasting solution. Problem-solving methods generally include the following elements. Now, <laughs> I didn't just take what they were saying at face value, like, okay, find your own method and use this, because I did not have a method. Okay, all I had was my Ishikawa and my affinity diagrams and my flowcharts. And when I saw this, I'm like, Wow, what do you know? This this is exactly what I was looking for as a project manager because now I've got a framework I can train to my teams, I can train to people, and when time comes to problem solve, we will follow the framework. So here's the framework. I call it the dig sieve problem solving approach. D I G dig sieve C I V D I G C I V the dig sieve Problem-solving approach. Element number one, define the problem. There's a problem to be solved. Okay, let's articulate it. What exactly is that problem? And defining the problem could have several layers of depth under it. But let's keep it simple for this episode. Defining the problem could be explaining what exactly is being encountered and how it is affecting the business, why it needs to be solved. That's step one, the D. The I, identify the root cause. The best thing to do is to get down to the bottom of that issue or problem by using things such as the five Ys or using a YY diagram, also known as an Ishikawa diagram, also known as a fishbone diagram, also known as a cause and effect diagram. So you get the idea. Use a cause and effect diagram get down to the root cause. Because it's one thing to know what the problem is, but it's another thing to actually effectively identify that root cause. 
Next thing is the letter G. Generate possible solutions. How do you do this? Brainstorming, using the great Ed DeBono six thinking hats, and literally just thinking out of the box and convention. So generate possible solutions with a team, work with a team, come up with these solutions, and step four, choose the best solution. And choosing the best solution could be done using experiments to verify which one is best, or it could be done with a simple voting process, fist to five, dot voting, and what have you. After you have chosen the best solution, maybe you do two or three rounds of whittling them down, and you finally get the best solution, implement the solution. Put it into action. When you implement the solution, step five, go to step six. Verify solution effectiveness. Make sure that that solution indeed solved the problem. And be sure to do experiments from various angles. Be sure to do as many simulations as you need to, to put this into a real-world environment and make sure it actually did solve the problem. So there you have it. The DIG-CIV approach, D-I-G-C-I-V, define a problem, identify the root cause, generate possible solutions, choose the best solution, implement the solution, and six, verify solution effectiveness. It's a really handy little framework for problem solving, and it helps you keep your eye on the ball. Now, for those of you taking the exam, page 295 is not just a problem-solving approach to be tested on the exam. No, that's not why I'm training this. The reason why I'm talking about this today is I really believe this could add value to teams and project managers who have problems to solve and who may not have used a specific framework. You know, in addition to the great tools like the Ishikawa and Affinity diagrams, I say put a framework behind it. When you're taking the exam, if you use this same approach, mentally speaking, to address the questions, it could help you. Whenever you come across a question on the PMP exam, define the problem. What exactly is the problem in this question? And then let your brain go to work, identifying what is causing the problem. Some questions could shroud what is causing the problem and the question remains mute on the problem, root cause that is. So taking a look at a question, if you're told there's a problem, but there's no trace of the root cause, beware of being presumptuous by choosing what is not. For example, someone says, the project is going disastrously bad. What should you do? If you jump out at the option that says, crash the project, fast track the project, you're probably going to get the answer wrong because that is not what you should do. You don't know what is causing it. So if you had an option that said, identify the root cause as opposed to crash or fast track or use the contingency reserve, that will be the more sensible thing to do. So just following this line of thinking, is the problem defined? Do we know what the root cause is? Okay, we know the root cause. What are the, what are the possible solutions to this problem? Okay, and then Choose the best solution from those given. So not only is this a great way of you proceeding with problems day-to-day -day as a project manager, it's also a great way of you thinking through situational questions on the exam. Okay, I hope you enjoy this.
Thank you very much, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.